You're listening to Kiss My Aesthetic, your go-to podcast for bragworthy branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice. I'm your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co. Let's dive into the episode. Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys back today for a solo episode topic that I know you've been asking for for a long time. One of the biggest comments on the TikTok lives that I'm presenting brand concepts is how to get better at actually explaining your design work so that the client loves what you do and approves of it right away. Obviously, we're always shooting for that, I love it, zero edits mentality from the clients. But there's a lot of different tricks and devices and communication styles that I've evolved into my process since starting that help me present things more concise and more clearly to the client so that they really see that we've listened to them and delivered exactly what they were after. So in this episode, I'm going to break those things down, give you some suggestions, some tips. As always, guys, if you love the topic of the episode and it really, really helps you, it means so much when you share it to your stories or you post it or you mention us in a blog or you send it to a friend. So if it's helpful to you, definitely please make sure you let us know. And as always, if you have a topic that you want to see from us, feel free to send it to podcast at mkwcreative.co. So without further ado, we're going to get into how to get better at presenting your design work to your clients. And really to go back, we've got to start at how you're presenting the design work in the first place. If you have not yet listened to episode 109 with Haley Fetters from Studio Seaside about the one concept method, start there. Because that's really going to lay the foundation for how you can design less and get paid more. And the reason behind that is that you need to position yourself as the creative mastermind of the project and really give the client the best possible idea straight out the gate. So instead of showing a million concepts, presenting on the one concept method really means I went all in on my best idea, and this is the ideation and the brainstorm of that best idea brought to life in one concept. So not showing you six different logo options, not showing you four different postcard options, but instead saying, hey, this is all in, this is what we think is the best choice. And as a designer, the more that you get experience doing this, the easier it becomes. So the question, again, to get back to the topic of the episode is how to get better at presenting that design work. As you guys know, or have followed me or have found yourself on my website, there are over 40 different videos that are the brand design presentation videos. And these videos serve a lot of different purposes. Obviously, it's in there to show the client and present to them their brand design. But the great thing about having these recorded is that we can also link it back on the portfolio page. We can send it to potential new clients and we can use that piece of content over and over and over again. A big part of that is making sure that you're speaking clearly, consistently, and concisely. And that comes, I hate to break it to you, comes with practice. So definitely take time with your presentations to pull together the slides that you know what's coming next. That's one of the first recommendations out the gate. Our brand design presentations follow this structure. It's always a cover page. Then it goes into the mission statement, mood board, brand adjectives, and color palette. Sometimes we'll throw in a slide for fonts if we think that that's necessary in the beginning. The main logo, why it rocks, all the different color combinations of that logo, the alternate logos, and then usually paired with photography, print design, digital, social, etc. So the way that we structure this presentation is always going to be pretty consistent 
based on the clients that we're working for. But what I will do before presenting the work is I will go back to our very, very first call with that client and listen to that call again. So when you're kicking off a project, it's really easy to want to just do everything over email. But I find that when you do only communicate over email, you miss opportunities to kind of dig deeper and ask better questions of your client. So the way that our process works is that we will sign on a new client, get them onboarded. And that very first week of the design project is all about understanding who they're trying to reach and how. So the brand questionnaire, I've got an entire podcast episode called Everything in My Brand Questionnaire. Start there. Those answers to those questions are going to be what helps to drive the presentation. So listening back to that call recording with the client is really helpful because it gives you the chance to use their words to describe what it is that you've done. And I think that's one of the biggest missed opportunities in presenting your work or a lot of the feedback I get from clients is when someone says, ah, this isn't really what I'm looking for. If you use their own words to describe the work that you've provided to them, the chances are they're going to see their own answers in what you're pulling forward. So whether that's when they're talking about how they want their brand to feel or what color palettes they're interested in or how they'd like to describe their brand, using their own language oftentimes really helps in that endeavor. So before you present, running through your slides, taking note of what did this client actually express to me that they wanted and how is what I've created a reflection of what they've asked for. That's going to be really helpful in your presentation process. The second thing that's going to be really helpful in helping you gain confidence in your presentation is, of course, practicing. It sounds so annoying, but it's also something that you will get better at over time. So taking your time, whether you need to script something out, whether you need to do a dry run, a practice run, and then record it also helps, but also knowing what time frame you need to stick in. So my videos tend to be a little long-winded because I have a billion ideas and I want to go really fast, but I'm always trying to keep them under that 12-minute mark so that the client doesn't get bored when reviewing the presentation or too like lost in the weeds or distracted by anything. So keeping it short, keeping it succinct as possible while still hitting on a lot of their goals is going to be important in your presentation process. Additionally, when you know what order the slides are in, you can present better. So I've done this now 10 years, over 400 brands at this point. I pretty much know that every brand is going to have that same structure to the slides because we've done this enough times. I think the tool that you use for your presentations are also really important. So think about how are you going to present this in a way that the client can view it and also give feedback. We love to use the Canva presentations tool. So this is the present and record function within Canva. We build the slides in Canva and that creates a really seamless experience to just be able to send them a link saying, hey, here's your video presentation. What we like to do as well is duplicate the slides to create a version that's quote for feedback. And the four feedback slides mean that the client can go in and leave the notes on the specific slides or call out things that they want to talk about in the next call, etc. Another thing that could be helpful to you if you're not used to explaining your design decisions is to get back to what you forget that you know. I think as designers and creatives, we can get really, really sucked in to thinking everyone knows what we know and that people understand color psychology or art history or symbolism or iconography or typography skills when they really don't. So take the time to really break down. I picked this font because I paired these 
together because we're going to use this shape, these rounded corners, these sharp edges, because, and pull it back to what they were talking about as one of their brand adjectives, brand values, et cetera. That's going to be really important in communicating the logo or the design concept on behalf of your client. So to kind of recap from the beginning, making sure that you have listened to what they've asked for and you're using their own language, making sure that you practice, making sure that you have a tool to record that you like and that gives you that flexibility and giving the client an opportunity to leave their feedback in the margins. And then lastly, it's really understanding why you've made those design decisions. Because at the end of the day, the client is hiring you as a professional to do a professional job. And so communicating why you've made certain design choices is going to then even more solidify in their brain that you know what you're talking about. Also, the added benefit to keeping all of these in recorded presentations is that you're now giving your clients the language to use to then describe their branding to someone else. I think this is super, super overlooked. A lot of times when someone undergoes the rebranding process, they know that they want a new look. They don't always know why, right? So they might know like what's not working for them. We don't have enough colors. We don't love our font system. We don't feel mature enough or professional enough. So giving them the language to then describe why their branding functions the way that it does in your new version is really helpful because you're helping give them the confidence to then talk about that to a greater degree. So you can imagine your client after viewing the presentation and the logo that they love says, yes, we worked with this design team. They helped me do this. So think about your sentences and how you're phrasing your sentences back to your client as ways that they can understand. A lot of times I will do this in analogy. So the way that we like to describe the branding process, for example, is that you're hiring us to stock your kitchen, right? If you move into a brand new house and you're just learning to cook for the first time, and you've just gone to cooking school or taken a cooking class, imagine we're coming in and stocking your entire pantry, fridge, everything with ingredients. We're going to make sure that you have the flour, the eggs, the milk, the spices, the everything that you need to be able to cook with. And this presentation is essentially your recipe book. This presentation is showing you how to pair the flour with the eggs with the butter and churn out something that actually looks good and solves a problem. So by positioning it that way and explaining that to your client, that often helps them visualize everyone understands food. Not a lot of people understand marketing. So if you can explain to them like, hey, we're going to come in, stock your kitchen, fill up your you know, Google Drive and your Canva and your Dropbox with all your assets so that you can come cook confidently and you know how to pair things together because now you have this presentation which serves as this recipe book for how your fonts and your colors and your logos and all of your photography come together. So those are some of the ways that you can kind of bring it down to the client level and explain things to them by showing how those elements fit together. A lot of times we'll see like, we'll deliver branding to a client and they'll just throw their logos on some things and kind of stop there. And that is kind of doing them a disservice in some ways, right? Like if you don't show them the possibilities, it's sometimes hard for people to visualize where those things can go. So that's another thing to think about is you want this presentation to live on as something that the client can come back and reference. So they can come back and see, oh, what did our designer mock up for our print designs or our merchandise designs or our social media graphics? Like whether they continue to work with you or not, it's important to have that presentation as something to land back on because it explains your how you do what you do, which I think is the other bit, right? Like it's really easy to look at a final piece of something and see it for face value without understanding 
the how or the why you made your decisions. And as a designer, there's no way that the client is going to be able to fill in that gap themselves. So unless you tell them, like, I picked this symbol because this resonates with your mission statement, or I use this color palette because it's communicating X, Y, Z, it's hard for them sometimes to fill in those blanks. So I would definitely, definitely recommend that you justify and you get in the practice of explaining why you made the choices that you did and how those choices reflect the client's goals or their objectives. And they're going to tell you that, like I said, in the beginning of the process, maybe you go back to their contact form, you read through old messages, you find the similarities of the brands that they love. So if you don't already have this in a question in your questionnaire, asking them what brands they admire, what companies they admire, what entrepreneurs they admire, and then weaving those qualities in through the presentation is a really nice way to kind of bring that to the forefront as well. But you want to use their own language as much as possible. I think the other piece of presenting that takes practice but goes a really long way is your excitement. So if you present your design work in very monotone, very flat, very non-excitable way, it's going to translate on the client side. So make sure that you're coming into it with lots of energy, take a deep breath, get your water, and really come at it as if this is the greatest thing you've ever made in your entire freaking life. And I think you guys will see that in some of my videos. And even when I go live on TikTok and I am sharing a presentation, I'll hype myself up. Absolutely. Take a lap, get some water, maybe have a sip of wine. And then I'll get myself in a headspace where I am so, so, so excited for them to see what we've made. And I also am laying out for them like, hey, best case scenario, this is what happens. So always end your videos or sign off your videos with something like, hey, if you love it and this is a slam dunk and you have zero edits, we can get your stuff ready to go for you in two business days. You can be off to the races. You can be posting about this on Monday and really capitalize on the energy of that. I think it's not to be overlooked, right? So when you come to the table and someone's super excited to help you, like think about when you go to like a vacation, you're showing up to a vacation, you're walking up to the concierge desk and that person is elated to serve you. They are so excited that you're there. They're so accommodating. They're ready to answer your questions and they're bringing like the most energy to the table. You feel like, okay, heck yeah, I'm on vacation now. This is amazing. Versus if you walked up to a concierge desk and the person was like, hello, how can I help you? Monotone, like not excited to be there, not excited to serve you. That's going to start to shape your perception of how your vacation is going to start off. So when you're working with clients, you got to think like they're super, super passionate about their business. They feel so strongly about their business. You've got to either meet them at that energy or exceed that energy and just give it your whole heart, like put everything into the presentation because that's the piece of work that will also survive this interaction with this client, right? Like obviously the design work, but when that client feels like, oh, I'm not sure, or I want a second opinion, the fact that they can only send that to be reviewed by someone else attached with the video is one of the like sneakier side effects of presenting your design work via video. Because then I'm ensuring that whoever else is viewing the stuff is viewing it in context and they're getting a hint of what we had talked about before we even started on the whole thing. And that's hugely, hugely helpful. You want to make sure that someone's brother's cousin, sister-in-law's dog walker's aunt isn't viewing the presentation out of context. 
I will remind my clients of this as well. So sometimes in the presentation, you'll hear me say, you know, I just want to remind you that if you ask a thousand people, you'll get a thousand opinions. And to hold this presentation close to the vest and really only ask people that are either your ideal client avatar or that they have an in-depth understanding of your business. Because I think that that can also help set the stage for getting qualitative feedback, getting actually quality feedback from an audience, whereas sometimes clients get distracted or they start to second guess themselves and they fire off, you know, what do you think of this logo to the wrong person? And then you get a point of view that's not even part of the consideration of the process, right? So again, the video presentation stuff, it's really about having the confidence, having the backstory, having the energy, and then also having the attention to detail that tells the client, hey, client, I'm listening to you. I'm going to give you what you asked for and then some, and then also I'm going to blow your socks off in the process. I think that's really what the designer's job is all about. And we talk about this on the podcast a lot. Designers are simply translators. We take input, we give output. We take verbal and written input and we put out visual output. So the quality of our output, of course, is dictated by the quality of the input. But there's the magic that's happening there is that you get to show the client like a mirror of themselves. You get to say, you told us you were interested in a 1940s martini bar book brand. Here it is and show them what they describe to us. So if you think about that as being your superpower, explaining that in terms that they can understand using analogies, but also point to what they asked for is really crucial and very like pivotal in the brand presentation process. When I tell you that presenting in video has been one of the best things I've ever done for my business, I'm not even lying or exaggerating in the slightest. Because also those videos end up as what my TikTok content is, right? So those brand design in 60 seconds videos, by the time those are getting posted, I've already talked through this brand for 15 minutes at a time. I've already given that presentation. That's the long form, long winded. This is why we made these decisions. So that when I go to make my marketing content of my own agency, I've got the problem, the solution, and the deliverables. Like I've got that stuff down pat. Also, I think people want to work with people. And one of the most beautiful things of presenting your work via video is your clients can actually hear your passion, your energy, footwork, more footwork, if you know that, TikTok. But they can, they can kind of see the wheels turning. And I think that that's what solidifies to them that their vision is worth it, right? Like when people can buy into your vision and support your vision, it just gives you that much more like oomph to go out into the world confidently and say, this is who we are and this is what we stand for and this is what we look like, you know? And don't you want to be a part of this, essentially? So I think there's a lot of that as well. And if you're the person that was on that initial sales call with the client, you were the one that did their discovery call and got to know them and can now see them through this next chapter, all the more reason to be the person that presents it with all of the gusto and the energy and the vibes of bringing something new into the world. It's so exciting to be a part of someone's business journey in that way. And I think if you can communicate that through video, through voice, through intonation, through design decisions, you're set up for success infinitely, right? Guys, I hope you love this episode. I know this has been a question that's been popping around the Facebook group and on TikTok Live and in my comment section. So if this episode was helpful to you, if you could please, pretty please, share it, send it to a friend, tag us, let us know what you think, write a review. That would be huge. 
And if you have more questions, always write them in podcast at mkwcreative.co. We're happy to answer them there and make a whole episode about it. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Don't forget to follow along and leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll see you in the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group for years and years of behind the scenes content and over 5,000 connections with fellow creatives. For show notes from today's episode, please visit mkwcreative.co slash podcast. This episode was edited by Berta Wired and theme music comes from Eliza Vera and Nathan Menard. Catch you next time.